We are back, baby. Oh my gosh. Welcome to the Happy Hippie Podcast. I am your host, Amanda McCormick. I am a registered yoga teacher, a certified personal trainer, and a certified nutrition coach. And I'm here to explore all the areas in life that contribute to bringing us greater happiness. So join me each week as we take deep dives into different wellness topics, methods, products, and even talk to experts in the field to discover what you can bring into your life to feel better mentally, physically, and spiritually. So get ready as the Happy Hippie Podcast guides you towards living your best life. I'm really back. I'm really doing another episode. Um, The episode that I'm recording right now, I actually recorded this entire episode in March. Um, It's available already. If you want to hear like a different version of what I'm going to talk about on Apple Podcast. And then I had such difficulty trying to upload it to Spotify. I tried several times in March to upload it to Spotify. It didn't work. I honestly gave up. Um, And then I tried in April a bunch of times to upload it. Basically, the audio file that I had was like corrupted. It just didn't work. It wasn't exporting correctly. I edited it. I recorded it. And I just couldn't come to terms with the fact that all of my work, like the 35-minute episode that I made, was was gone. Like, I had to redo it if I wanted to upload it. And then I just, I didn't. I just stopped making episodes because I just got in my head about it. I was, like, kind of upset that I recorded this episode and then I couldn't share it. But you can actually listen to that version on Apple Podcast. It's low quality <laughs> because my microphone broke. I was filming in Hawaii. And, yeah, I got things to update you on about Hawaii and all that. But I was filming in Hawaii, my microphone broke, and I believe I recorded that episode standing over my MacBook. Like, my face was pressed up against my MacBook, and I was, like, screaming into the mic. But we got the nice mics on today, the professional the professional ones. So it should be a good audio experience for you. Um, my last episodes as well had the Koki frogs in the background because I recorded it in the Hawaiian jungle. But we are in my room in New York at the moment recording this. I am going back to Hawaii. We'll talk about that. But um, yeah, so you're going to get a nice audio experience today. I'm going to tell you a little bit, a little, a little catch up about what's been going on, and then we're going to get right into the episode. So let me talk your ear off for a second about some questions you're probably curious about. So if you've been following along with the podcast or if you follow me over on Instagram, um, I have a new Instagram name, by the way. It is the Happy Holistic Hippie. So that's my name on it. I think that's my name on it. Do I have the word the? No, I don't. I'm just Happy Holistic Hippie. <laughs> so that's where you can find me on Instagram if you don't already follow me there. Um, quick synopsis. Again, I told you my credentials, who I am, but in January, I decided to do a work trade in Hawaii as a yoga teacher for a retreat center. And I was supposed to stay for a duration of about two months. I pretty much stayed half the year. Um, I got offered another job at that retreat center. So I have like three titles, actually. Um, (laughs) I started doing the marketing. I started taking care of like volunteers who come in and out and helping a little bit with that and organizing the schedule and then I took on like some other stuff that had to do with like guest bookings so I ended up taking on those roles as well as still doing my work exchange and it got a little hectic I had to come back to New York actually for like a mini surgery um so I took about two weeks to come back here and then I don't know it's just here I am I got good internet again um I am going back I'm actually 
going back in two days for June, so we'll be back in Hawaii, but I did want to get an episode up before that. I kind of want to do an episode all about Hawaii um, in terms of my work exchange, how I did it, crazy stuff that happened if you just want more of like a comedy kind of podcast, or in general, I was thinking of doing maybe lessons that I learned in the past six months living in a community of people in the middle of the jungle. I was living in an off grid retreat center middle of the jungle um 30 minutes away from the nearest town and the nearest town is one street and it's full of crazy people love love the town shout out to the town but lots of crazies um and crazy stories also i can tell you um one of my friends katrina shout out katrina who i want to get on this podcast because she has really good perspectives on things and i really do want to interview her but me and her were keeping a log of notes of like funny things that were happening so that we could write a tv show about it so maybe we can just have an episode where i like tell you all about it and we can like talk about the characters that we met there because it's insane and it's too much to fit into this episode i want this episode to be a little bit more lessons that i learned speaking to people there so just having conversations out in the world with different people while I'm traveling and how it can shift your entire mindset on the world. I don't know. Something told me that was a little bit more important than um, (laughs) cracking jokes about some people who were like afraid of coconuts that I met out there. But again, I do want to do an episode on Hawaii and um, some of the funny stories. Maybe if you want some information on how I was able to travel like that, I was basically living, I'm still kind of living at this retreat center for free, um, and now they pay me, so if you're curious on all of that stuff, let me know, um, shoot me a message, again, happy holistic hippie on Instagram, if, I'll maybe put a poll up, let me know what you're interested in hearing about, I have a microphone, so (laughs) I will tell you about it, but instead, let's talk about today's topic, and then we can get back to Hawaii another time, if you're interested, but kind of building off of what I was just saying, the episode has to do with that a little bit. So a lot of people usually ask me how I'm able to travel, um, how I do the work that I do online, how I get the courage to make these crazy leaps or start a business, and it pretty much all comes down to mindset. I know that's something that you hear all the time over and over again, but like having a mindset that allows you to see these opportunities and take these chances is what's going to make you actually take that action. Because if you're mind is full of these limiting beliefs which it should be that's kind of how the world works we get conditioned by life society our experiences things like that that almost create like a little bit of a dust um, on our lens and it's hard to see but by actively learning about things or changing your perspective which again you can get by like reading books or talking to people um going to events and workshops tons of things like that it slowly moves that fog away and then you can see more clearly maybe what you want to do or opportunities that are in front of you. And I only got into really improving my mindset, shifting my mindset over the past five or six years. Um, I think I've mentioned it before in another episode. I really got into self-improvement and all of this type of stuff when I was about 20, maybe 21. I really got serious with it. And again, I accredited it to a combination of reading books and listening to talks like TED Talks, going to events and workshops. But most of all, and the most affordable, the literally free version, um, just talking to people. The more I traveled and the more I put myself into different situations, I say travel as in the more I just like got outside of my little box, like I went to different places and spoke to different people, even in the same city, even in the same town. The more I spoke to people, um, 
I was able to improve my listening and communication skills from having conversations. So I became a better listener. I was able to ask more questions. And I was also just more able to be open to conversation topics. Once I was able to do that, that's when the world pretty much I feel opened up to me. I got to see all these perspectives and thoughts and things I never thought of from other people. And I'd say that's what shifted me the most was seeing how other people live and seeing how other people see the world and getting exposed to that really helped me over time create a mindset that allowed me to take these leaps. The part of the big island that I'm on is a very spiritual um, side of the island. I wouldn't say spiritual side of the island, but I would say there's just a lot of people who are into that type of self-development, I guess, over here. Um, you can interchange the world word. I don't want to say spiritual, but like there's a lot of yoga teachers and like recce practitioners and people who just like love those topics. So you can walk up to anybody and they're going to like talk your ear off about chakras and stuff like that. So it's a really interesting place. But again, interesting places, interesting people lead to interesting conversations. So I found myself being able to at least sit back and listen to other people and hear what they have to say even if I necessarily don't have the same views as them or think the same way that they think or live the same way that they live but by just exposing yourself to other people you really get a lot out of it and you have to remember that you don't understand everything in life that new people bring a new perspective and a new experience so it's all so cool and enlightening if you let it be so if you look at it from that lens point, you can take a lot from talking to anybody. No one person goes through the same life. Uh, there's so many different things that shift in each person's life and changes their lens. So think about like what you've gone through in your life and how somebody, nobody is a carbon copy of each other, you know? So somebody who's gone through different life experiences is going to see the world in a different way. So by just listening to people or striking up a conversation with them, you get a new insight into a crazy life that someone else lives. And I, I just can't get enough of it. I know that's very common knowledge. I just explained having a conversation with a person you met, but I really love it because I feel like it opens up the world in so many ways. The point of this episode is I want to explore eight reasons. I think I have eight. It might be seven. You'll see by the title. Um, lessons that I've learned from other people. So they're lessons that I've either read about, but I've seen them exemplified by other people or other people have given me really cool insight on it. So I just wrote down some notes, but yeah, it should be a fairly short episode. I just want to go through all the points and lessons that I learned from other people. Some of them I've collected currently while I was in Hawaii and then other times from people from before that I held on to because it was so powerful and impactful to me. So yeah, these are different lessons again that kind of can change the way you look at the world, they can change the way that you react to things, and they can change the way that you see opportunities, which can, again, trickle down into you changing your life. Okay, it's seven things. I just checked the list. The first one, I believe I spoke about this in my first episode, but it's one of my favorite lessons in life ever, which is don't take anything personally. So this one comes from the four agreements. You'll hear it most people talk about the four agreements, so I'll talk about this one, but it has such a wide effect on your life. So I constantly have to remind myself of this one, especially when you're in confrontational situations, whether it be at work or with day-to-day -day relationship type things. Um, you may need to just have this one in the back of your memory or keep it in your phone notes and over time it will stick. Again, I learned about it when I was about 19 and sometimes I still need to remind myself of it, but it's definitely come into my head a lot more 
as I got older. Sometimes it's hard not to take things personally, especially in like confrontational situations where someone's like yelling at you or reacting a certain way. You have to remember that there's other factors, other influences in that person's life that's causing them to act the way they're acting at this exact moment. As much as you want to say, no, <laughs> they're mad at me because of this or this and that, you have to remember again that, like I was saying before, every person goes through life with a million different things that shape them, different um, worldviews, different experiences and situations that they've been through. Everything kind of puts a mark on that person. And as they go through life, those marks kind of stay with them unless they consciously work to undo those patterns, undo those marks that are on them. So in a situation that you're having with them like an encounter um, and they're behaving a certain way towards you or doing an action that you want to take personally you have to remember that that person it's almost like having compassion for them in a way not excusing anyone's behavior ever but just remembering that that's a person that has gone through all these other things x y and z situations that have caused them to be the person they are today and kind of react the way they're reacting there might be way more going on with that person, good or bad, um, that's causing them to actually do the action that they're doing right now. And you can take this on a big scale or a tiny scale because sometimes it can be like a fight kind of issue, but other times it could be a passing comment. So if somebody walks by and they insult your outfit, or if you have a friend say something that they don't really approve of like the type of job you're doing or... That was a very specific one. Um, I don't actually have a friend that said that, but I was just trying to think. <laughs> um, but if you have somebody who says something, they pass a judgment onto you, they pass a comment onto you, they, they behave a certain way, that's their own projection of their own things going on in life. And you have to remind yourself of that constantly. No one wakes up in the morning and they're like, I am going to ruin this one's day or I'm going to make this comment and do that. Most of the time, if something kind of rubs you the wrong way, barely no, like some people don't even notice that they're saying it like some people say comments in passing all the time or I'm trying to okay so like working in the fitness industry I've had a lot of women a lot of older women who've been conditioned over the years to view what they think um, a perfect body quote-unquote is supposed to look like because of that they behave a certain way without even knowing um so I've had women make comments about my body working in the gym and it's like they didn't do it with malintent, um, but it came off insulting to me, but I can't take it personally because I know that that person has gone through their own years and years of their own body image issues and conditioning of what they think somebody is supposed to look like, and that's their own stuff to work through. Now, they kind of spit that at me. I can take a step back and remind myself, like, that person's going through their own things. They have their own view on the world. That's not my view. Their own perception of things. That's not my perception. And, yeah, you're okay. You're allowed to, like, feel a little bit, like, rattled up for a second. But you have to remember, in the long term, that person's not out to get you. You know, like, they just made that comment because that may be what's considered normal to them or important to them but not you so you have to always almost check yourself and remember that not everything that a person does in life is out to get you or to be taken personally and when you walk around with that lens it really really changes so much it makes you so much more at peace which is the number one thing that's the most important it's almost like a little act of forgiveness like you tell yourself you're okay because when you don't forgive somebody um you're the one carrying around that 
resentment and guilt and anger, not the other person. And it's almost the same, you can use that as like a parallel in this, this type of situation where if you're carrying around that comment or whatever that that person did, it's not really affecting them. You're letting it affect you more than anything. So just letting yourself remember that that person is going through their own things. They see the world in their own way and everything they say isn't personal. You just have so much more peace in your life. It takes some time to get used to that thinking. Again, I would always recommend The Four Agreements. That book is about 120 pages. <laughs> you can get through it so easily, and it is so great. I might even reread it again, because sometimes you need a little refresher. But I would say, talking to other people, they've, one, either reminded me of this rule, where I'm like, oh, <laughs> time to put this one into use right now, or we've talked about it. The Four Agreements is one of my favorite books to talk about. I love it. So I've spoken to many other people who have this mindset or I've seen people who they don't take things personally and they go really far in life. Or again, a person reminds me to use that rule. So that's why I wanted to bring that one into this episode. Oh my gosh, the second rule is literally also from The Four Agreements. I'm only going to talk about two of them. You're going to have to buy the book to find out the other two. But this one is Don't Make Assumptions. I have seen this one play out in so many ways with people that just cause downfalls. I even have a situation that's happened recently where assumptions have just literally caused a big hole and then when I was able to speak to the person, we both realized again, like, oh my gosh, it was an assumption that made us get to this point and we were able to like work, work it out from that. But it's just so interesting how assumptions can be blown up a little bit. So working in a community, so what that means is like I live with the people I work with. Um, we get tons of different personalities coming in and out. On my end, and just again, from an observer standpoint, you can see people get into conflict very easily. Think about when you live with somebody in college or your siblings, like there's living issues, like somebody leaving hair on the toilet or like toothbrush out and then there's also work issues but it's non-stop you're just on top of each other all the time so living in community really does kind of bring up some things and I've noticed that making assumptions about stuff will really bring people down so talking about assumptions is very important in any type of situation again whether it be a one-on-one -on -one relationship or it be like a work community kind of thing communication is so important especially when you're assuming something the best thing you can do all the time i'm serious is like ask questions to people if you think something is happening don't come from that standpoint i'm being very vague but this is i'm not even thinking about an exact situation i'm just trying to <laughs> umbrella term it but if there's something that you're making an assumption on why somebody behaved a certain way or why they didn't do this or why they did something just ask the person and clarify because making assumptions about oh, this person's mad, oh, this person did this because they're upset with this person, or oh, they didn't do that or that. Those are all assumptions, and then acting off assumptions is just going to make things worse because it's not reality. You're making up your own reality. It comes pretty easily in human nature to do it because your mind, the first thing your mind always does is it justifies situations, and then it justifies yourself as actually right in most situations but it will make things easier for your brain to understand by saying this person must have done this or you see something and you're like she definitely did that follow up by asking people questions or if you have something that's bothering you speak on it because if you don't then you're just going off your own logic 
your own interpretation of a reality that doesn't exist and it causes so many like problems you know okay enough with the four agreements um i just want to mention them because those are two really big things that did shift my mindset and i talk about it with people all the time so had to include them number three i was going into this topic a little bit already but know that everyone lives their life out of the lens that they have or another way to say this is that people can only do the best that they can with what they have in the moment and what they have is pretty much the tools that they have in their head at that time so if someone doesn't have any self-awareness or if they've been conditioned a certain way or they've gone through like different events in their life that have shaped them which everybody has that's all they have at that time so if you remember that when you're dealing with people because they're gonna be like frustrating personalities um conflict i feel like the reason i'm going through the scenarios and every scenario i'm giving you is like a fight um the reason i'm doing that is because i feel like these uh mindset shifts can be really useful when you're frustrated so taking a pause and remembering that everybody it's kind of like having compassion for people everybody's gone through their own stuff basically they are doing the best they have with what they have at in this moment um you can use this example with parents a lot so like growing up and even like now sometimes but now i literally have that compassion that it makes it easier for me not to like lash out or get mad or frustrated in my own way but knowing that like everything that my mom says i'm not taking personally because um it's through her lens she grew up a certain way and when she like spits it out at me whatever it may be um i have to remember that she's doing the best she can with what she has you know like those are the coping mechanisms in her head that's how she deals with situations if there's a customer who's yelling at you online you can remember that again like she they're doing the best they have it, it kind of co-aligns with the other don't take it personally like i just said but just kind of breaking down in your head knowing that like this person has been affected by their own past experiences and they're shaped by what's happened to them in school and family life. You can see it a lot in relationships too or if you're like talking to somebody and they're exhibiting behaviors. My friend, when I was out here, she was with this guy that had a lot of trust issues and like they were coming up constantly. Like she couldn't do anything without this guy kind of being triggered by like trust issues. So he obviously went through some stuff in the past and it was very frustrating on her end because it was just like it was I love this stuff though I know I'm like sorry if she's listening but like the psychology behind it like when this these things would come up I'd be like oh my gosh like (laughs) I can see why he's doing that but obviously it didn't make the situation very enjoyable for her and she ended up like cutting it with the guy because it was too much but knowing that it wasn't personal like he wasn't coming at her it was his own life events shaping and kind of getting in his way. She was able to step back, see that, have compassion for him, and then like exit the situation without having guilt and grief on her own end. Yeah, not to talk about my friend's relationships on the podcast. That's not the point. <laughs> sorry to dive into that, but um, no, I'm not sorry. It was a good example, and I kept it anonymous, so I think we should be good. I've also been trying to practice not saying sorry as much, so that's why I took back that apology for my own sake but yeah remembering that people go through things will literally help you again not excusing them if someone's being rude to you or mean to you it doesn't make it oh they've gone through stuff in life it's okay but you know you can find that compassion to not give it back to them or whatever 
not excusing them, but just being able to move on with the situation with some peace on your end is what you gotta do. Number four, doesn't have to do with conflict. I feel like the first three were so conflict heavy. <laughs> Number four is follow your intuitions and passions and don't feel ashamed of them. Think about it, like these things light you up for a reason. A common thread between people that I've spoken to and myself and just finding more happiness in your life, which is what this podcast is about, is literally following things that make you happy, following your intuition, following your passions. If there's something that you want to do in this life, it's easy for me to be like, go do it, but just take note of it. Maybe taking inventory of things is your first step. Having awareness of everything is always going to be the first step to succeeding in any way all the other examples i was telling you it's like taking that second to be aware just noticing things instead of reacting taking the time to breathe and seeing what's around you helps you in situations and then the same thing with yourself taking inventory and taking a step back and noticing what makes you happy what lights you up on a small level on a large level just noticing and taking count of these things before you even have to take an action makes it so much easier for you to realize like hey I really like making vision boards right and I don't do a lot of it in my life so how about I take a step forward and make some time to make vision boards in my life vision boards was a strange example but you know what I'm saying you can go back to things that used to make you happy or things that make you happy that you don't do a lot of or things that make you happy that you do a lot of and just make note Put it in your notes app. Take a little inventory on yourself. Turn it into a journaling question. Talk about what lights you up. So even on my end, like, I love planning stuff on my iPad. Like, I love digital planning. I love, there's like an app called Notion. I love like setting up the pages on it. Um, I love making vision boards. <laughs> I was just doing that today. So that was a really weird example. But I love painting and I love digital art and making stickers I used to make stickers and I started taking note the other day and I was like I love doing that like time went by so fast when I was doing that maybe I should start doing it again and it doesn't have to be a crazy habit like that it can be like I love taking baths <laughs> I don't take a lot of baths maybe I should start implementing that into my life again to make me happy or going off baths like let's say you love like lush products and you haven't been to lush in a minute like just taking note of things like the simple things in life maybe even doing a free note page so taking a page of a journal and just letting yourself write down things that make you happy and then afterwards going back and then you can like organize it you can organize it into hobbies you can organize it into like fun things you can organize it into sections of like material items but just noticing what you like and what you enjoy that's what's going to propel you forward in life adding more of that into your life and the more you do it the more opportunities will open up you don't have to turn everything into a business that's not what i'm saying per se you can if you want but just adding them slowly back into your life again having awareness slowly adding them back in or adding things that maybe excite you that you've never done before that's what's really gonna help change your life. Like I've always, uh, I've always liked to sing. I know it's part of me. I'm still fighting the conditioning that's supposed to make me embarrassed of it. I don't know why. I'm not. I don't even know if I'm a good or a bad singer. It doesn't matter. But I've always been embarrassed to sing, and I've always been embarrassed to like play instruments because I never played them as a kid, and I thought learning an instrument would make me look dumb because I'm old. Um, I'm not old, but you know, see, those were like. I'm aware of them, <laughs> but those are definitely like limiting beliefs that came on to me sometime when I was like a teenager. So I literally learned how to play an instrument 
the past few months, and I've been so happy, and I never knew that I could be happy playing an instrument, you know? And I had to do it, and I had to push past not knowing and the frustration and learning how to play. But yeah, it's brought a lot of happiness into my life, so just wanted to add that. Okay, number five is know that you are in control of what you want to do in your life. This has been a topic that was brought up by a few different people, but I can also confirm it's, it's the best way to live. Um, knowing that you can work towards whatever you would like and that you can change anything in your life, that you actually have that power, it's not just a corny like Tony Robbins kind of quote that I'm saying here, but it's true. You don't have to do drastic changes overnight or a drastic change right now, but just knowing that you can change things whenever, it changes your life. You're never really stuck in a situation. You're never really too far away from something. Um, I literally can't think of the exact situation right now, but who is that guy? Ed Milet? He just came out with a book. He was on Jay Shetty's podcast, and he was talking about this topic that as humans, we tend to think whatever we want is so far away. It's like so far out of reach, but really it might only be a few steps out of reach, but we haven't even taken the first step or the baby step. But if we maybe, his whole thing I believe was like, he was kind of saying it like bro science. Like he was like, I just do one more rep every day than I'm supposed to. And it gets me closer. So if you want his breakdown of it, not to mock the man, he's, he's really smart, but, um, he kind of talks like a bro. <laughs> he was talking about how, again, we're so much closer than we think, but we sometimes don't even take those little steps. But you're always so close to whatever you want to do. You really are. You just have to, like, sometimes fear really holds us back. If you want to get into chakras for a quick moment, I'm going to do it anyway. It's going to be like one minute of talking about chakras. But your root chakra or the concept of chakras, if you want to take it as like a philosophical thing and not a real thing if you're not into it. But it's that they all build on top of each other. So like a staircase, um, your root chakra is on the bottom. It's red and then it goes up and it looks like a reverse rainbow. So it's red and then it's orange and then it's yellow and so on. Um, but you can't really work on the orange and the yellow and the green unless you focus on f the red, you know? The red has to be first, it's the base, it's the foundation. And the root chakra in humans symbolizes stability and security and it's put off by fear. So whenever you feel unstable, unsecure, fear is, it's almost a survival thing. It comes down to human instinct of us being like afraid like somebody's got like a giant saber-toothed tiger is gonna eat us. A lot of things in life come from human conditioning, so it's okay to be afraid. Um, but working on the fear section and working on rooting yourself and grounding yourself is the first step before working on like anything in terms of the path to enlightenment. That's what it, they say in a lot of books and texts. So working on personal levels, uh, working on your fears and your anxieties and grounding yourself is a great way before taking any leaps or anything in life to kind of soothe that part of you, help your nervous system, relax the body a bit. There's different ways that you can hit the root chakra. Um, you know, there's yoga poses that we can do. There's different foods that you can eat, um, different meditations. But looking up root chakra meditations on Spotify is a great way, I would say, to get started with it. Some of them are like 10 minutes long and they just kind of calm you down. And starting to realize that you are stable and safe and secure in life um, helps you remember that you're also in control, that not the whole world controls you, but that you're able 
to make decisions in life and that things aren't as scary. So if me saying that you are in control of your life was giving you a little bit of frustration or there was a part of you that's like, that's not true and you were listing a bunch of reasons, it might have to do, it might be triggering you a little bit in terms of like fear, like that's fear talking. So when I said root chakra, again, um, a lot of root chakra work is associated with eradicating fear or not eradicating fear but more about bringing in stability and trust in yourself and the world so doing some work on your root chakra might be a good thing to get started with again if you're interested in any chakras ever the root is the first one to go with because it's on the bottom it's the base and then you can get into all the other areas as well okay we have two more points so number six on the list is to look within when someone or something triggers or upsets you so this goes back to the philosophy that people who upset or trigger you are mirrors and their behavior might be showing you something that you either have too much of or that you lack and this again think of it as a sliding scale so there could be like a one and a ten so somebody who is at a ten might trigger you for a reason because you really lack it or you have a lot of it and then somebody who's on the one vice versa but let me give you a real example so that makes sense um i used to be jealous of the jealousy will come up is what i want to say as well so jealousy will come up because they trigger you in some way because you don't have something or they annoy you because they have too much of something that you don't want so they have a quality that you don't want um one of the examples i think of like during my life is loud kids <laughs> loud kids in school used to bother me so much because they would just like speak like they would be screaming to the teacher and like I'd be like oh my god and it was because I actually was really quiet in school and I struggled with even raising my hand to ask to use the bathroom so subconsciously I used to get really annoyed at like the annoying boys in my class who could just get up and like scream and stuff like that because I was like man I mean like I wasn't thinking this but subconsciously my subconscious was like man I am struggling to even put up my hand I'm about to pee myself and you're getting up here like showing us like racers that you chewed and I was like this is so annoying and then throughout my life that always used to bother me too when people were like really loud and outgoing I was just like oh my gosh they're too much but in reality maybe I wanted to be a little bit more like them because I could barely get myself to do it. Um, a lot of the times you'll see people bothered by others who are really authentic or showing themselves in the world. They'll get a lot of hate. <laughs> and it's because most people who are commenting mean things to those people, especially online, they can't themselves put themselves out in the world. It may not even be the same type of interest to them. It might be somebody posting a singing video and they're wearing an outfit that nobody likes, but they're singing and like dancing in the street and people are gonna be like, oh, they're so annoying in the comments. They may not wanna be singers, but the fact that this person is be being able to be so authentic is triggering them and kind of bothering them. So it's actually showing those people, whether they take note of it or not, that they have to work on something in themselves. And again, it might be a quality that you don't want per se. Um, there's somebody that I worked with somewhere down the line that they reminded me of a school teacher, so every time they would talk, I would get so annoyed because they would speak in a scolding kind of voice with like a finger pointing, and it would just trigger me so much because I think it would remind me of like high school teachers that would yell at me or like middle school teachers, and I hated the way that this person would talk to me. I was like, what do you, you know, I would just get so frustrated by it. But again, it's showing me maybe I have like an unhealed kind of like 
wound with like authoritarian figures still I don't want to be like them (laughs) for sure but it's showing me that in a way so noticing why people bother you and kind of digging deep to maybe they have something that you lack or something that you really don't want there's a reason why those people trigger you in some way or with jealousy I mean I'll even admit there's been like influencers and stuff I felt like um annoyed by them but I might have been jealous of like their freedom and ability to do certain things and they would annoy me to like no extent or I would see them get some sort of like deal or some sort of like they'd be talking on something like a topic and I'm like in my head I'd be like oh my gosh I know more about that topic than they do so that comes with again this is like my shadow self you know so whenever that type of thought comes up I realize it's like oh I actually want to be talking about that topic and seeing somebody else doing it and somebody else doing it and getting notified like notice for it is triggering me a little bit because I'm not actually taking any action at the moment on that thing um I used to see that a lot like before I started my Instagram I always really wanted to like post workout videos and I would see people do it and I would think it was like yeah I'm talking when I was like 19 (laughs) I would be like oh my gosh wow like they're not even a trainer and they're posting these videos and like oh but like in reality that was because I wanted to do it and I wasn't doing it and they were doing it and it was getting me a little annoyed it was coming off to me as annoyance but in reality it was part of me saying like look that person's doing it like you can do it too why don't you do it and take that action so it's cool to kind of psychoanalyze things that bother you in life because they may be showing you hey maybe you should try this or hey maybe you should tone down this part of your personality or hey don't do that I don't know (laughs) don't be like never mind I was gonna crack a bad joke but we're just gonna move on to number eight okay it's not number eight it's number seven but this is our last point okay so this one is kind of funny I think but viewing people as children so I like to view adults as children when I'm mad at them and then sometimes just for fun in general because you can see when somebody lights up about something that they're passionate about and you can kind of feel some like I don't know whenever I see like an adult talking about what they're really passionate about I sometimes try to vision them as a child if that's not weird and it just makes things like so much lighter and nicer in in the room in my head Um, but you can also do it if somebody's lashing out about something you can have grace and pretend that you're dealing with a child not to say speak to them like a child that's not where I'm going with this but I mean in your head again think of them as like a wounded child like um, it lets you kind of see them as something softer than like a hard-shelled adult if somebody's getting upset over something or I do this a lot in work situations I think my old job whenever she would yell at me or yell at other people or kind of have like a kind of thing I would be like oh my gosh she's being triggered by a lot in her life like I can see her as like a wounded child you know maybe I just psychoanalyze everybody way too much but it helps it helps you hold your tongue if you view somebody as a child and it's also just fun like when you see somebody talking about something they love envisioning them as like a child I don't know it's like a fun thing to do try it out maybe I'm crazy but maybe I'm not. So those are my seven tips. Again, I wrote these down in March. I'm recording this now in June. So I have tons more in terms of mindset shifts that I could talk about in the future. And I also do want to talk about Hawaii at some point, go into a little bit of that. Um, I have some really good topics that I wrote down that I want to go into in terms of like shadow work, avoiding self-sabotage, increasing your confidence, um, things that you can cut out of your life in terms of negativity, nutrition, 
exercise stuff. I got everything. So let me know again. My Instagram is happy holistic hippie. Hippie is spelled H-I-P-P-I-E, just like the podcast. So happy holistic hippie is my Instagram. Feel free to shoot me a DM or just slide up on one of my stories and let me know if you want to see something because I have a lot to talk about. I have a lot of guests that I want to interview as well. So let me know what you want to hear and I will bring it to you. But yeah, it feels so good to be back recording this. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, make sure to follow Instagram. That's where I post everything and updates. And I hope you guys have an awesome day. Take care. Peace and blessings.